Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This week we are on season three, episode two. So last week we ventured around West Cork and I hope you enjoyed and I hope you got some tips on the transition from autumn to winter and we're now into November so welcome welcome November (laughs) and it certainly is a beautiful time to witness all the changes occurring and yeah to be part of that process a lot of the trees that I would have visited now are bare so it's just yeah it's a great time of reflection as well you know so that we're not in a static all the time that we have these temporary uh, experiences and exchanges and we can witness the stop and start the death and rebirth and allow ourselves to reflect and enjoy life because I feel like um, you know if everything were always the same like I mean what good would that be you'd never really fully appreciate things because you'd never know the difference you know Like if a rose petal was a rose petal forever and ever and ever, you may never appreciate it, you know. So it's those transitions of seasons and even like, you know, in terms of emotions, all of those things, like because they're temporary and transient, that's why it's so beautiful, you know. That's why we can appreciate it uh, because it changes. And as they say, when the good times are in, appreciate them and when the challenging times are in just know that it doesn't last forever so um this week I am going to take you down to West Kerry uh last weekend I had a couple of days there and yeah I want to tell you about where I was exploring um I didn't really like when I was there like I took photos and videos and stuff but I'm just tuning more um, myself, I'm just tuning in more to the experience firsthand rather than keep posting online or that kind of thing. Um, But I am recording these experiences and journeys just less online, you know, like when I traveled the world, I would have always been putting up videos and this and that. But Sometimes it can take from the experience because it's like you're sharing it, not just with yourself, but, you know, hundreds or thousands of other people. And sometimes it can take the beauty away from it, you know. So I just kind of like fully tuned into being present on that journey and the exploring. And yeah, I'm here today to tell you about it. So that's exciting. And yeah, so before we begin, I would like to say uh, thank you again to the patrons who are kindly contributing every uh, month uh, to the making of this podcast. If you are getting something out of my work, I would really appreciate your support by becoming a patron. And you can find the link in my bio in Instagram or you can go to patreon.com slash catchkate. And help me keep this work going and help me to grow it. And if you can, give it a share or, you know, tell a friend about it. And it would mean the world to me. So let's get going on our adventures. So 
I took off for uh, west, uh, west of Kerry, um, towards Kenmare, and then down towards um, an area called Kilmacalog. So, one of the first areas I went to was the Glenin Checking Park. Um, yeah, when I first saw the name, I was like, "What's this?" But um, yeah, the most amazing and gorgeous scenery you could imagine. Um, so you just come off of Kenmare and it's not too far from there. Um, it's under, it's like 15 minutes or it's under half an hour anyway. So it's very close. Um, and basically they have this like kind of winding roads with just the most scenic uh, valleys all around, you know, greenery, shrubland, sheep and waterfalls. Um, and yeah, just like even driving into the park. I was just like, wow, 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 amazing. Um, but yeah, I think we, we, we had been in the park for a bit driving in and I actually still was like, are we in the park? Are we in, you know, sometimes the way you think like there's like a proper entrance and you go into a park, whereas like it was a park and we were already in it. It was kind of like when I went to the Galapagos and they were like, this is a park. All of the islands are the park, you know, and I was like, oh, like all of this is a park. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe it's just me, but sometimes I, I feel like I need to go in a gate or something to be in the park, but it's all a park, you know. So that was amazing. And, and driving towards um, the waterfall through the winding teeny tiny little roads and the waterfall is just magnificent, like something you just stare at and you're in awe. Massive waterfall. And you can see it like from, I don't know, we must have been in like a kilometre in front of it. And you could see it, the whole face of it amidst the valley with all the trees around and just amazing. So eventually we parked up and there was a couple of other cars. We just found a spot on the side of the road and just had a little picnic, which was lovely, um, before going off doing some uh, some of the walks. Um, so I think they have about six walks there, depending on your, uh, I suppose, gradient. But I, as usual, like, I suppose, just go with the flow and just wander along, you know, that way. Um, end up where you end up kind of a little bit like a uh, surprise, you know, and allowing kind of nature to uh, tempt me where to go. So ended up um, crossing these like streams and kind of log bridges and then ended up in a stone circle. And there was like cows, uh, really cute cows. And then there was just a couple of people at the stone circle. So it was so close to Halloween as well. So like I think, you know, a lot of people, of course, back in the day, there would have been rituals at these stone circles traditionally. And um, I have been to them as well for other, you know, like the solstice and stuff like that to mark events. So very potent um, places and very sacred with lots of history. And this stone circle in particular had like, you know, one huge, large rock and then, you know, some smaller ones around it. And literally directly in front of it was the waterfall, maybe like. I don't know how many hundred meters ahead, but like you could p put your back on one of the stones and just stare directly ahead. And it was um, just the waterfall and all the surrounding woodlands. So it was just really, really beautiful. 
um, and then kind of went wandering up um, these kind of um, yeah the forestry to the right of the stone circle and again just lovely streams going along and then sheep of course and these like these sheep were massive like like the size of like an armchair they were huge and they had these massive horns like it looked like something that was made by uh, I don't know like a worker or something they just looked fake their horns you know they I was just like whoa like the spirals on them I'm just like how do they even make these you know like the beauty of nature you know um but they looked like they looked like real animals like I was like whoa these sheep so different to the sheep down where I live um and yeah I was just like wow (laughs) those sheep were like something else and we had a dog as well so like the sheep were like I just couldn't get over them like the size of their heads even they were like the size of massive pots I don't know it was just so funny um and I couldn't stop staring at them like the way they were running down the hill and one of them got really like kind of fiery because it saw the dog the dog was on the leash obviously which is fine in the park but like one of them started doing this like kind of dance with its legs and started like jumping and running down the hill but like proper jumping like you know and I was just like what's going on with this sheep like (laughs) I was just mesmerized by the sheep they were so big so fluffy and just real characters you know um but then just to be respectful I was saying like let's walk up really close to the wire so that they have enough space to get down even though the space was massive but you could see that they were like feeling they didn't feel comfortable with our presence with the dog you know um and then we ventured in through this little um uh gateway where there was a house an old famine house and yeah it was really lovely and obviously the middle of it was kind of flooded but and I had no roof but it was really cool to imagine like how people lived there during the famine and the hardship and how there would be like you know 10 or 15 people in one little room like all trying to keep warm and yeah it's just amazing isn't it like how we survived that and how strong our ancestors were um because we must think about it as well like who those of us who are here today are those who survived the famine you know the offspring and that's great strength you know to have that in our bones um so yeah so um that was really cool as well and then I ended up down this other little woodland area where there was these super cool like fungus like this yellow fungus it was like almost looked like fingers like yellow long fingers all sticking out of the ground but no body like no fruiting body on the head um just like these fingers and I was like whoa this is so cool so like all this green grass lush green grass and um um some of the trees bare some not uh lovely oaks there and pine trees but like this yellow thing on the ground I was fascinated by it I was like whoa it stood out so much um and then I found this other kind of fungus I have like an app on my phone um picture mushroom or something and I checked out I found this massive one like absolutely massive like mushroom um like the size of your head and I was like what is this so I did the ID on it and it turned out um 
it was um oh wait a sec okay I actually can't remember the name right now but basically it was attached just to the base of the birch tree or just around it so I checked it up online and it said that basically this specific fungus um it feeds the tree nutrients and then they both swap like the tree gives sugars then to the mushroom so they both work in symbiosis which was pretty yeah pretty cool to learn about um so yeah so just spent a bit of time wandering there and then after that made um made our way down towards Kilmacalog harbour so it's basically this cute little yeah harbour town where you know there's lots of seafood restaurant um and then yeah, beautiful views of the surrounding Caja Mountains and just really nice people, you know, and a great place for walking and exploring. A lot quieter like than Kenmare or, you know, Clarny. Um, so very kind of cute, quaint place. Um, also swam in a lovely little spot called Sunset Cove. Um, but the weather there was... It was actually the day, it was the day of Halloween, actually. The weather down there was absolutely, like, torrential. Waves were massive, you know, when it's all, like, white-topped on the sea. Like, every two seconds there was, like, a wave. So it was it was really, really intense. But, of course, because I swim every day, I can't give it up. <laughs> I still went in and I swam out to this boat. Um, it wasn't too far out, like... I could barely swim in it. It was so strong. Um, so it was, I mean, it was only like 20 metres or something. But I could barely, barely do that with how bad the swell was. But, you know, like after coming out, you just feel so revitalised, refreshed and just like back in yourself again. So another place um, we ventured to was called Doreen Gardens or Doreen Park. And... It is a 150-year-old garden. Um, And I think they said it was about 60 acres. So it's quite big and you can do some exploring in there. But it was absolutely just... I, I just got completely lost in there. It was so beautiful. And, like, the thing is, I actually had seen a programme on TV about this dream house... Um like last year during lockdown and I was like where is this place like oh my goodness and I was asking my family about it and they were like "Mm, don't really know it and I just remember seeing the director or whatever like showing all these tree ferns and like I have a thing about ferns I just find them like fascinating and just so beautiful and open and they're one of the oldest species in our forests like they have so much wisdom because they've been around for like the longest time ever. Um, and they often say like if you're ever feeling a bit lost. Or you need some wisdom or intelligence. Go to the ferns and like you know run your fingers through the fern. And you'll get the wisdom. <laughs> so it's just a little tip. But um, yeah they're one of the oldest species. So when I heard there was tree ferns. I was like tree ferns? I was like I have to I have to meet these tree ferns. Um, so... Getting into the house and the gardens and wandering down. As I said, this was like Halloween. So it was just so wild in there. It was so wild. Like I was totally wrapped up. And 
I was just like, I, and I saw my first glimpse of them on the left by this pond and I could see them blowing like these ferns up on top, stacked up on top of obviously these trunks, like because they're trees. And I was just like, whoa, like the wind was nearly blowing them over, but like just the way they were moving and just it was so beautiful. Like I, it was just amazing. And then there was like this forest to the right full of these massive um cedar woods and then like there was actually like the trunk of a redwood um with like a rhododendron growing out of it um so just really unique species there um and then came across this like bamboo groves which were like you know I just love the coloring the brown green brown green and just like the strength of the bamboo um so pretty and again the bamboo is just so different to the other trees, you know, um, that were surrounding it, you know, very unique in its own way. Um, and then you can walk out onto this kind of latted walkway of wood and there's another little forested area. Um, I think people go kayaking there as well and swimming, really pretty. Um, but there was just so much to look at in there, like every moment and every passing, I was just like, wow, 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 wow. Um, and it's really special and there's loads of subtropical species. There's some ancient oaks in there. Um, apparently the name comes from Doreen, which is like Little Oak. Um, so yeah, so you'll find oaks in there as well. And you also find these little houses as well inside some of the trees. Um, little like, they kind of look like fairy houses, but they're a bit different. Um and they're really cute and you could like look into them and see all the little animal animals or people that like somebody has created like some artwork you know um and then like another pathway like ended up actually in this proper tree fern extravaganza where there was just loads and loads and loads of them and I was like whoa 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 I just and the wind was so heavy that day like it was pure gale so like they were just blowing all over the place and I was just underneath them all walking along and just looking up and mesmerized by them just amazing um and then yeah just came along back along into the gardens again at the front of the house which are more I suppose yeah there's like some there's some like greenhouses and stuff like that and of course ventured into the house itself and they have just lovely cakes and gifts and hot drinks. Um, so I actually had a carrot cake, which was amazing. And it had a mascarpone icing on it, uh, like divine, with lime in it. Lime. I was like, this is unreal. Um, and then just loads of little cute gifts and cards, you know, like local crafts people with like honeybees on them and trees and yeah butterflies and all that kind of jazz you know so I definitely would um I definitely would add Doreen Gardens to a visit if you are heading down towards Kerry because it is so worth it especially to see those tree ferns actually while I'm mentioning the um woods I actually went to another woods nearby home recently called Glen Bower which is down near um, Middleton, near uh, Killa. Yeah, Killa. And um, they have like the most amazing species of trees in there. So if you're looking for woodlands to explore and you are in a local area, like Glen Bower is amazing. 
And they have loads of redwoods in there, which are the massive giant trunk ones, like huge trunks. And like when you press against like the trunk, it's just so soft and yeah, just really delicate. I don't know. It's just really spongy and unique again in its own way. Um, But again, like that wood as well has like just the most amazing valley and um streams that you can actually hop into if you want if you look for a swim but um when I was there as well I must have seen like 30 or more species of mushrooms so again just really really unique um unique uh, fauna you know um unique flora and fauna um oh what no sorry what they were actually saying actually a few months ago was the three f's flora fauna and fungi so i should say all of them unique flora fauna and fungi um because we have to give credit to all the different types of living organisms um so yeah so that wood is amazing as well and actually i have a lot of memories in that wood because when i used to train horses when i was like teenager i worked at a horse yard just outside of the woods and um yeah, I used to work with a female uh, horse trainer, so I used to assist her with the wild horses and help her in breaking them, which is like, you know, training them to be, I suppose, rideable. And we used to take like two horses down into the woods and we'd go down into the water and we'd gallop along like the valley, like when there'd be nobody in there, obviously. And then like if trees had fallen down, we'd jump the trees and I just have such amazing wild memories of that wood and I was going in there for years and years so to actually go back again and visit you know on foot uh, it was lovely to take it in all again and remember the beautiful memories I had on the horses so definitely add that to your list if you're a local. So I suppose if I were to give uh, maybe one or two other mentions. Uh, I didn't go on this trip, but if you do get down to Kerry, like Mangerton is one of my favourite um, mountains. I love Mangerton. I love Brandon as well, which is more towards um, Dingle, truly Dingle. But uh, Brandon is amazing views, just amazing. But Mangerton as well is just uh, really cool, looped hike and massive lake in the middle. And you even see like the old... Um, houses up there again like the stony walled houses that are kind of falling down so really pretty as well and yeah kind of historical I suppose because there's a lake up there you pass over like one or yeah one lake sorry but if you get to the top and you go on further um, you can actually come across other like glacial lakes and other mountain ranges Um, but always I suppose you know know what you're doing go with a guide or you know I myself kind of wing it a little bit, uh, but, you know, that has got me in danger at times. So, you know, just know, don't ever go up alone, obviously. (laughs) But that mountain, I love Mangerton and very close to Clarny. And obviously, um, Torque Waterfall is definitely worth visiting. Very beautiful as well. But I really love the Glenning Chicken Park because, like, Torque is always busy and this place was, like, empty. I mean, there was a couple of cars, but that was it. Um, So, yeah. And, of course, you have Caron Tool, the big one, which is amazing. I've gone up a couple of times. And, yeah, definitely, 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 like the highest mountain in Ireland, definitely got to do it um, because it's totally worth it. 
Um, I kind of wanted to fill you in as well this week on what I've been doing with the bees um, because now it is November, it's really into winter and this is like prime time for the bees to, I suppose, be in hibernation. Um, they're still coming out of the hive, like we still have temperatures of 11 degrees. Um, today was very sunny and this week was quite sunny. Um, so they have been out and lots of movement. But again, like only when it goes above 11 or something like that, like otherwise they're not really coming out. Um, not much flowering around right now. Uh, still a bit of ivy left, but, you know, the food source is kind of gone. And as well, like egg laying is kind of over. So um, they really are just getting, I suppose, you know, into their winter space where they stay in the heat and the warmth. They protect one another and they use the honey that they've collected all summer long to keep them going until next spring. So like next March, April. So it's a long period, you know, especially for a little bee. Um, but basically what I've been doing is um, making the hives very warm. So using sheep's wool at the entrances to make them uh, insulated um, and also putting it near the top of the hive. Um, I've also been, you know, I told you guys that I got equipment, which was uh really exciting um so I want to expand with my bees really exciting um so I've just been like 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 I had to put a box together which kind of took me a bit of time I was like what is this what how do I even do this and looking at it like I was like so confused um with all the parts just everywhere but managed to make one box which was great and use some glue and nails and stuff and I managed to prime uh, the outer wood and paint it because I would like it to last a long time so I'm just kind of taking yeah those measures to keep my equipment good and yeah last the length of time that they should um, so yeah so the bees and of course I had to actually move one of my colonies because the box they were in wasn't actually um, suitable and I was just afraid that they wouldn't last in it because it would be too cold in the winter, especially in Ireland. Like we don't really know what the winter will hold, especially with climate change. Um, things are a bit more unpredictable now. And like I had to move the colony and I was a little bit, I got them into their new box, which is fantastic. But I was just a little bit worried because they're very small compared to the other colonies. And I just yeah, it made me worry a bit um, that they were so small and on such little frames. So the frames are where they where they are, like inside the box, where they have the food and the, the brood, the eggs and the queen and all of it. But I'm just a bit worried about that. So at the moment, I think I'm just going to take some extra precaution and get some feed. So I'm going to like research what's the best type of food for them and see what I can do there because I do want them to last winter and, you know, I think one of the saddest things is seeing the bees die, but like you can just do your best really, you know, and I didn't even take honey off them. Like that was a swarm that came in and I haven't even touched them. Like I barely inspected them. So, you know, um, 
it's just that they say when the swarms come, like when the swarm comes early in the summer, they're usually very strong. Like my one strong, really, really strong have I have. And then like the later they come in the summer, they just get weaker and weaker and weaker because the colony just keeps splitting. So, um, you know, it's less of a size. So I'm just... I'm a bit worried about that one, but I'm going to research feed. But if you have any advices for me, if you are a beekeeper and you're listening in, let me know what you think I should feed them. Um, People say different things. So I'll um, work on that at the moment. I suppose, again, like a big topic at the moment, again, is well-being as always and mental health, um, especially during these times as it gets very cold and dark. And last week I gave some tips which you really enjoyed. So thank you for the feedback. Um, but I just wanted to say as well, like that, uh, because I talk with my friends and, you know, like people are feeling up and down, people are feeling like, you know, this is a hard time to be in. And it is because it's a massive transition, like what we've gone through with the pandemic and we're still in it. Like, it's not like we're out of it. Like we're still adjusting, we're still changing. There's still so much transition going on and so much uncertainty that, it is hard to live in a safe state and we must always remember that our brains are actually not designed for happiness and that's a crazy thing to actually realize your brain is designed for survival your brain is designed for protection your brain is designed to watch out for things that are going to hurt you um so it's always on the alert um However, when you realize all of this, you can actually tune into your mind and the brain and all of it and and reassure it that you are safe and and learn to work with it. You know, learn how to use your brain um, to allow you to feel happiness. Um, So that's just a good one to remember if you're in a troubled state that that's actually your brain's job, like to make you to protect to protect you like you know, um, because our brains haven't evolved from uh, our ancestors who were out foraging and there was tigers and wolves. Like our brains didn't evolve from then, which is, you know, and now we live so comfortably and there's no tigers and wolves coming into our houses, but we still get that stress state. It's very easy to go into it with the triggers that we have nowadays and the news and all the changes. And, you know, it's it's okay, like, but it's just how to manage it, you know. And um, especially going into the darker and colder days because it can be a little bit tougher. Um, But actually, like this week now, I chose to, there was waves coming in and I could see them and that they would be quite uh, suitable for surfing. And I got out on Tuesday, I think this week, and I surfed for hours and I can honestly say the state of being that I entered into was just pure ecstasy. I, you just lose total sense of the monkey mind that we have. That's endless chatter and ceaseless kind of la di da di da, and you just forget everything in the world. Like, and it's just the most amazing experience to just keep catching waves and to be inside in waves that are unbroken and to be gliding along and you know swishing and swashing and and getting fired under and getting washing machined and like when you actually catch a wave and you're on it and you're flowing and you're with it and you're both in sync and you're like hey am I actually on this and you're in balance and your body is just strong and able and 
it's just something else you know like that night when I came home I was just buzzing like absolutely buzzing I couldn't I was so high like absolutely high you know and it's amazing and like you can get the runner's high but you definitely can get a a surfer's high for sure Um, and it was the most beautiful day like the sun came out for the whole day I'd only planned on going for a lunchtime surf and just get back to work but I thought you know what I can work in the evening I can work on all the rainy days like uh, this is like one day in like never that we get good gentle you know calm seas north wind and it was just perfect and the sun set and there was one only one other guy out there and for a while I had the ocean to myself and the sun set and just oh it was just amazing like watching the reflection on the ocean and like we've had the most amazing sunsets this week this November so November has started off really nicely weather wise and things are looking really bright and yeah I think it's just like you know because the sun is setting now at five I think it's really important to just be aware of the shorter time and to really get out and really get in as much vitamin d as you can um so yeah so any lunch breaks you have just get out and soak it all up um other than that like I guess just to mention about like support networks like make sure you have friends on call and that you have that kind of support network going through winter and because we need each other and we need support and you know especially in Ireland we live very segregated isolated lives where we're on our own in houses um not like in South America where you're in like you know you're all together hanging out um it's not so cold um but just that yeah make sure you have that support network and build it if you don't build it up you know you can join groups online I know online it's like oh but at the same time you could join online and then meet somebody offline if you get me um and actually another thing I wanted to mention was this app that I use it might be useful for you but it's called insight timer um and it basically is a is an app it's free and you have all these meditation teachers with all different types of meditations so you can have ones on relaxation you can have ones on anxiety you can have ones on grief you can have ones on self-love um so just so such varied um types and you even have like lots of renowned people on it um like Giselle Bunchen has one on there which is very good Russell Brand is on there um yeah so like there's loads of tools out there for us to feel well and happy and it's just about knowing what to do having the tools in place and not falling into any space of uh despair during this colder period um I also thought I might offer another uh, trick that I do and that's to keep um, it could be like say if you're in your workspace or whatever you could have a sticky note on your computer you could have a journal you could have a section in your phone but just like calling it like a place of happiness or like a place of gratitude or something like that your happy place and whenever you feel happy or somebody like gifts you something or they share something or you feel loved or you have a compliment or you share a beautiful exchange with somebody something amazing whatever whatever makes you feel good write it down or put it in the sticky note on your computer and like anytime you're having a dull moment like go back there 
go back there and read it and reassure yourself because our minds can easily take over. They can and they can rattle on and go on and on and on. And it's about like halting it because they always say neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you start off with neurons in the brain are on the negative, they're going to loop and loop and loop. And it's it can be very hard to get out of that. It can, you know, so just to be aware that you can put these things in place and feel better. And of course, as always, I'm going to tell you, get out in nature, get into woods, discover more tree species. You can download the app Picture This if you want to get into identification. Um, let me know if you've been exploring any woodlands or any nice areas that you'd like to share um, that I could even share with listeners as well. And um, yeah, if you have any feedback on this episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And um, yeah, I'm wishing you a beautiful start to November. I hope you enjoyed Halloween and I'll talk to you all again very soon. Ciao.